You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another edition of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are joined today with Megan Knight and Mary Stewart Fountain from Girls on the Run Charlotte, uh, the director and program manager. Well, the director's Megan, the program manager's Mary Stewart. But we love when we can look and, and, uh, and talk to a local group from Charlotte that had a great idea that actually goes national. And it's really cool that they're actually right down the street from our, our podcast studio. Um, but this has been an idea that's been incredibly popular both locally and uh, now nationally. And it's called Girls on the Run, the after school program that allows girls to learn about inner strength, confidence, and their own health and fitness from a program that uses running to teach these skills of character, care, and self-reliance. Girls on the Run started more than 20 years ago in Charlotte with 13 girls and now counts nearly 4,000 girls or more with over 100 sites uh, in Mecklenburg and Cabarrus counties and even more nationwide, now counting more than a million girls who have participated in all 50 states. That is incredible. And to, to believe and think that that started right here in Charlotte and is now at every single state in the United States, that's amazing. So we're so excited to learn more about this story. Thank you guys for joining us on the Brand Butters Podcast. Uh, and let's let's get at it. Megan and Mary Stewart, thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having us. Happy Friday. Thank you. Happy Friday to you. Thank you all for joining us. Those numbers are staggering. Like, really how, are. how do you feel about that? Oh, my goodness. It's um, overwhelming in the best way. So yeah. we uh, just started our fall uh, season this past week, and currently we've got over 1,600 girls who are registered, and we're still adding to that um, through next week as yeah. well. And that's just right here in Charlotte, just Mecklenburg and Cabarrus County. So every Girls in the Run Council across the nation, they're kicking off their fall season right now. And as you mentioned, it's in all 50 states, over 200 offices making the program happen. But the fact that we're kind of closing in on nearly 2,000 girls just here um, in this area is amazing. Now, when you say that that's coming up, is that one of your runs? What, what event is that? Yeah, so um, this has really been um, uh, an exciting time for us. So this past Monday was actually the 23rd birthday for oh. Girls on the Run. So Congratulations. Um, yeah, yeah, really exciting. And then um, the program is 10 weeks long. And so we are going to be gearing up for that end of season 5K celebration in December. Um, and we are so excited today. We're actually going to announce that rather than hosting two regional 5Ks where our girls are split between the two events, we are going to host one large uptown celebration and bring every single girl that's participating in Girls in the Run Charlotte together. So it's going to be what we hope the biggest celebration of girl power in uptown Charlotte. So yeah. I love that. We've had some really cool people uh, on our podcast, including Girl Tribe, uh, and learning, you know, really what their message is. And it's really inspiring. My wife is a I would say she's an entrepreneur. She's a real, she's in real estate, but she runs her own business. And I'm, I'm so proud of her when she, you know, does great things. And it's just neat to see women stepping out of their comfort zone, but ultimately a group of women that can come together to, to get empower each other and ultimately provide, like say like, look, we can do anything, right? We can do anything. So what I want to do is jump back, you know, almost 23 years ago All right. All right. and <laughs> or, or in 1996, um, the founder, Molly Barker created this. Tell me, has she kind of shared what that vision was like and did she ever think it would be like this? I mean, what made her start this group in the first place? Yeah, so um, I think that Molly really just wanted to give back to her community here in Charlotte. So it was, you know, um, 13 girls at Charlotte Country Day School 
um, you know, certainly less structure than we have today. You know, Molly just went out there with those 13 girls and um, just really shared her wisdom um, and encouraged them um, to find their own inner strength and self-confidence. Um, I don't know that anyone could have imagined that it would grow to the scale that it is today. No, and I will say I am a former Girls on the Run participant. So I participated in the fall of 2004 and the spring of 2005 in Raleigh. And uh, to see the program, you know, come from what it was then, even then, you know, they were still figuring out some odds and ends to see it just grow and expand to what it is today is just truly remarkable. Obviously, it had a huge impact on my life. My coaches, uh, some of the girls on my team, you know, were some of my best friends still to this day. And the things I took away from Girls on the Run, uh, growing my own confidence, um, you know, figuring out how to how I could contribute to my community of uh, just lessons that have really stuck with me. And so it's fun to be part of the Girls on the Run Charlotte team now and uh, be serving these girls. Yeah, it was so wild when we were interviewing Mary Stewart and she was saying she still has some of her original Girls on the Run gear. And even the I don't think it fits anymore. Even the logo looks different. Oh, yes, it's very vintage Girls on the Run. And so to see that come full circle for you is amazing that you were you felt so empowered in elementary school and have gone on to just accomplish great things and is now the manager of the program where it all started. So um, just really cool to start seeing where our girls are now going um, that we're in our 23rd year. I was sort of ignorant to the challenges that young ladies face until we talked to the Girl Tribe ladies. Mm -hmm. And so could could you talk about that a little bit? Like during that age that you were describing when you first went to Girls on the Run, I'm just curious, like what's going on in in young ladies' lives at that point? And why is that so challenging? And and how does it evolve from programs like this? Yeah, I think one of the most, um, I guess, scary statistics that I've heard is that a girl's self-confidence peaks at age nine and then starts declining that early. Really? Um, yeah. wow. Yes. So, um, and, and there's so many statistics, you know, that we're looking at um, when, um, you know, developing programs and, and rolling out new things. But just that one alone, to me, is staggering. And so um, to really reach girls early on, um, I think is really important. And so we offer a third through fifth grade program. Um, that's what Girls on the Run started as um, those elementary grades. Um, and then I think it was about 10 years ago, um, yes. the Heart and Soul program, which is for girls in sixth through eighth, was launched because of girl, girls in middle school are going to be going through some different things. Um, so that program is a little bit different for them. But um, new this season, we are piloting um, the first ever second grade program. So the goal is to be able to reach girls even earlier. Um, so that's being piloted right here at Billingsville, um, the only place in the nation um, that is piloting that this season and hope to be able to roll that out in the next six months to a year um, for any Girls on the Run Council nationwide to take advantage of for their second graders. And I will That's say awesome. the uh, Girls on the Run curriculum is really intentionally designed mm-hmm. to meet the girls where they are. So whether they're in second grade, whether they're in third through fifth, or whether they're in middle school, uh, the curriculum is uh, written differently for each uh, different age group, but it covers you know similar topics, uh, just age appropriate. And you guys talk a lot about, you know, it it revolves around a 5K, but there's so many more programs. There's so many more things that you do. And you don't necessarily have to be a runner to be on Girls on the Run. So tell us um, what some of those programs specifically uh, work on. And and I think it's it's unique when you see someone that went through the program and now is coming back. It's really full circle. I'd almost want to know, like, how many people are you seeing out of the 50 states that have done the program? And now they're like, 
you know, this really worked for me. And we talked about this, like this was a really, really awesome program that gave me that self-confidence and pushed me to, to be the best person that I could be. Are you guys seeing a lot of people come back and be like, oh, now it's my turn to give back? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, at the end of the day, these girls just want to be seen and heard. So if we can have people who are able to give them the attention that maybe they're not getting at home or just maybe the little extra encouragement and support they need. We're seeing, uh, you know, past participants who are coming back and serving as coaches or running buddies for these girls. You know, some are on staff. Mm -hmm. They're just um, a variety of different ways to, you know, help this organization out, whether it's fundraising or whether it's just talking about girls on the run by word of mouth. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's going to be really interesting to see, um, you know, what our alumni, um, you know, start to do to, to engage now that, again, we are in year 23. So um, we're really looking um, to find ways to engage them. We are launching our very first Young Professionals Board, um, and that's going to be January 1st of 2020. So giving um, our young women the opportunity to come back and serve on a professional board with us, and then they will have the opportunity to be mentored by our advisory board. Um, so that's one more way that they can plug in. And as Mary Stewart said, um, having them come back as coaches. So we are a team of four. Um, our coaching team just in the fall is 400. So, and they're all volunteers. So we could not serve the um, over 1,600 girls um, this season without those volunteers. You know, they dedicate an entire 10 weeks to us. Um, which is astounding. And some of our coaches are on year 15, uh, wow. have been coaching for, for that long with us. Wow, this says a lot about what you all are doing and your brand that you've created. Yeah. That's yeah, what well, I, I have a question. So this, I have a, a, a son who's 18 months old, and I think there's a lot of conversation in mainstream media now about bullying, about um, self-confidence. I would love to to ask this question, and this is an ignorant question because I don't, I don't know, but what are the statistics around why a, a woman's uh, confidence peaks at nine? And what are ways that not only uh, families of girls can support that and, and hopefully elevate them to be confident you know, forever, but how can somebody that's maybe a, a, a father to a son that could be in those scenarios to also support females? Because that's a very important thing in my life. My mother um, always taught me to open doors and, and you never, you know, put your hand on a woman and that will, will be the message for my son no matter what. Um, and there will never be bullying, right? Like that's not, that, I'm, that's not acceptable either. I'm just curious as to what are, what are things that people outside can do, but then also like, what are the statistics around that? Yeah. So I think one of the things that we absolutely love to see is men coaching girls on the run. Um, it is so powerful for them to see, I think, um, both women in that coaching role, but also men. And one of the biggest misconceptions is that men cannot coach with us. But some of our best coaches are those fathers um, that come to show that not only are they devoted to their girl um, and her participation in Girls on the Run, but they're devoted to the entire team. So um, we do have some really great um, men on our coaching staff um, that, you know, sometimes don't even get the credit they deserve. So um, we love seeing them out at the 5K. Some of them will don a tutu. Um, we'll see some with their beards spray painted hot pink. Um, they really go all out. So um, I, I could do that. So I'd love to see in the future more men getting involved with girls on the run um, so that they are 
you know, more familiar with the lessons and the topics that we're covering, one of which is bullying. So we are working with our girls on, um, one of the lessons I love is words matter. And so Mm -hmm. we devote an entire 75 minutes to talking with the girls about the things that they say, um, that how that can impact someone else. Um, you know, and once something is said, it it can't be taken back and just how powerful words can be. Um, so a lot of really great, um, lessons surrounding bullying in our curriculum. Um, and I know there are a lot of great organizations doing um, great after-school programming for the boys. Um, and so I would think, you know, getting those young men involved with those organizations, um, if you're familiar with Let Me Run, um, you know, that came a little bit after Girls on the Run, and I believe founded by a former Girls yes. on the Run coach. And so um, they're diving into those really important character development lessons with the boys. Um, so I think that that's fantastic to get them involved um, where it's available. I will say, too, throughout this season, um, all of the Girls on the Run teams complete a community impact project. So um, the girls come up with the idea themselves with a little bit of help from the coaches. But oftentimes, this is a great way for uh, these teams to really get out and interact with other community members and a great way for the community to kind of see what we are teaching these girls um, at Girls on the Run and ways that they can support these girls moving forward. And I will say, hearkening back to uh, my Girls on the Run experience, my dad was my running buddy for the end of season (laughs) 5K. And um, I am the oldest of three girls. And um, I definitely think he had a little bit of an idea about you know, kind of some of the issues um, that we were just talking about that arise when um, you're in the third, fourth, or fifth grade. But he didn't really have a good understanding or grasp on those until I went through the program and would come home and would be talking about, you know, today we talked about, you know, saying nice words to people and how you can't take them back and how you can be a good friend and support one another. Um, And so he definitely learned a lot when I did that then. And um, the program has stuck with him as well. And he's uh, supported me, um, you know, throughout my role here at Girls on the Run Charlotte and is actually going to be the lead biker for our 5K in December. So it's cool for him. Dad Dad of the year. (laughs) I know it's been fun for him to see, you know, me grow from more of a shy, timid third grader to um, a Girls on the Run staff member who loves what she does and loves getting to interact with these girls. So that's really special. Well, good for you. That's amazing to hear your story and, and honestly full circle to come back. And now you're, you know how much that meant to you and now you're back giving, which is amazing. And obviously props to your dad as well. I think, I think anybody, (laughs) if you're a dad, like get out there. I mean, I'm always trying to challenge myself every day to be a better dad and my son's young, but at the same time, like that's what keeps me up at night is it's not about Sorry, Scott, but you know, work or anything like that. It's <laughs> it's really about am I am I doing everything I can to be the best dad that I can? But ultimately, am I doing everything I can so I can produce a son that is you know a good member in society that can do good things that treats people well that that you know would would actually combat bullying, you know, things like that. And I think that's yeah. it's important. Um, so props to your dad. Props to you. Um, you. Changing uh, kind of topics quickly. We have a lot of, of businesses, uh, business owners, leaders that listen to the podcast, and a lot of companies now are really starting to be intentional with where they're spending not only their money, uh, but their volunteer time. What are some things that you guys need? How do corporations or private businesses get in, in touch with you? Not only in touch with you, but, but how can they give back? And what do some of those programs look like? 
Sure. So um, we have so many great ways to plug in, as Mary Stewart mentioned. From a volunteer perspective, the most important um, need that we do have is coaching with us. So um, any company that has maybe some flexible um, volunteer hours for their employees, we definitely encourage them to um, to consider coaching a Girls on the Run team. We offer part-time opportunities, which is once a week for 10 weeks, or full-time, which is twice a week for those 10 weeks. There's also really great opportunities for employee groups to come out to our end of season 5k that event will bring in about 4,000 plus people it takes a lot of volunteers to make sure that our girls are safe so we definitely encourage you to take over a water stop our post run refreshments Um, our 5k is really unlike anything that I've ever seen before Um, and I think it's a really great introduction for people that aren't familiar with girls on the the run to come and see um, it in all of its glory and then from a financial perspective um, I think one thing that folks don't realize is how much financial assistance we provide to our participants. So we do have a tiered structure for our registration fees. And for any family in the Charlotte area that qualifies for reduced lunch benefits, that girl receives more than a 50% discount to participate. And a family that qualifies for free lunch, the fee for the entire 10-week season is only $20. So we do offset um, that financial assistance with the generous support from individual donors, corporate sponsorships, and those types of, um, of things. So um, however a company is looking to get involved, whether it's an employee engagement standpoint or contributing financially or both, um, we have a lot of really wonderful ways to, to plug them in. And it truly makes a huge impact um, to our program because to date we have never turned a girl away due to her family's inability to pay. I love that. And we bring a lot of people on our podcast that are different than us. Um, and, and, and what I love about, you know, me and Scott, we're both men, we're both white. Um, I think the problem in our society is communication, is having a conversation with somebody that's different than you. What you just mentioned was awesome. Do you guys see in the Girls on the Run people from all backgrounds, whether they come from a well-off family, they come from one that has nothing, interact and create those friendships? And how cool is that to see where people get to actually have that experience with somebody that isn't in their neighborhood, that doesn't live the life that they do, that might not under even understand the struggles that other people go through. Tell us a little bit about how cool that is to see that interaction. Absolutely. Um, I will say one of the cool things about uh, Girls on the Run is even if we don't have a program at a school, we have a lot of community sites, which are open to all girls. And so a lot of times you'll find at these community sites that girls from all walks of life will come together. But even if you look at within a school, you know, you've got, um, for the majority of the time, you know, people coming from every which direction. And I know in my job, one of my favorite parts is I get to interact with these families, particularly uh, the past few weeks when we've been trying to get all these girls registered and signed up, just making sure that everyone knows that um, we want their daughter in the program. And if we have space, we will do what we can to get their daughter in the program, and she's going to have the best experience possible. And so when these girls come to practice, you know, their coaches are diverse just like they are, so that really helps them, you know, bond with one another, uh, relate to one another. And I think overall it just makes the program very genuine and authentic because we do have all of these different people coming together from different parts of our community. And if we can teach these girls to take these lessons with them of how to be, you know, accepting and a good um, contributor to our society. If anything, we just want them to take that with them when they leave the program and uh, just continue to give back. Yeah. And one of the really cool things that um, we've really been diving into the data 
um, over the past year or so. And we, um, looking at the racial and ethnic diversity of our participants, we compared that to the makeup of the Charlotte community. And so our goal was Girls on the Run, we want to be a mirror um, of our community, and we found that we are doing just that. Um, we thought we were doing a great job, but now the numbers are really backing that up, and that we've done a really great job of making the program accessible to every single girl in Mecklenburg or Cabarrus County that wants to participate. Have you guys seen, like Charlotte obviously is growing. I've been yes. here nine years, and <laughs> it's amazing. Um, I, I came from Atlanta, so I'm like, oh, traffic's, you know, it's uh -huh. great in Charlotte. Uh -huh. Now I'm like, <laughs> so much anymore. it's catching up. Uh -huh. um, but with that growth, we've seen a lot of new companies, new industries, obviously more and more people moving here. Have you guys seen in the last couple of years a shift not only in corporations, but people that are giving back? And have you been able to grow with Charlotte um, not only from a, a money standpoint, but obviously more people participating in the program? Yeah, so I think that it ebbs and flows with the season. Um, but now that we've been around for about 23 years, we're pretty well saturated within the school system. Charlotte Mecklenburg Schools, a wonderful partner of ours. We also serve Kannapolis City Schools and Cabarrus County Schools. And so um, for the most part, we're in a lot of them. Um, I think this season alone, we're at over 100 Absolutely. Um, just in the two counties. So um, hoping that we can continue to grow the program. I think adding that second grade option is going to be wonderful for our families. And then three years ago, we added um, a summer camp program. So that yes. was brand new. So we're still working on that. Um, Michelle, our marketing and events coordinator, oversees camp. Um, and last summer, we had about 70 girls. And so I'm excited to see where that goes um, in summer 2020 with it being, you know, only its fourth year. So, um, and a, again, another great opportunity for girls that maybe they don't have the program at their school. Our summer camps are open to all girls. And what you see sometimes is we've got programs in public school, private school, charter school, Montessori school, all different types of schools. And um, obviously with the growth of Charlotte, there's new schools too. So a lot of times they come to us and say, we are getting ready to open. We would love to have the Girls on the Run program. What do we need to do? And that's a really, really cool thing to have people come to you and say, we want your program at our school. And we say, absolutely. Yeah. This is what we're going to do. <laughs> Good for you guys. How did how did the the notion of doing a 5K? You know, I ran cross country in high school, and honestly, I think it made me like hate running to be honest, because it was just like <laughs> ah. But running teaches you a lot, right? It's a mental game. Um, you can push yourself farther than you probably ever thought uh, mm -hmm. from a mental standpoint. So I can imagine the story that correlates there. H how did it? How did we choose a 5K? And that's still been the basis of it, but obviously, it's grown from there. Yeah, so the 5K is really um, a tool um, to show the girls that at day one of practice, if you set a goal, with the goal being complete a 5K, and you show up twice a week for those 10 weeks, and you work hard every single day um, to, to strive for that goal, um, at the end, you can cross that finish line. Um, and we hope that for them, that really is just the beginning of a lifetime of appreciation for um, health, um, healthy mm -hmm. lifestyle and fitness. Um, so it's really neat in that the girls get a card at the first practice, and they're able to track the amount of laps that they do. So rather than the coach coming in and saying, okay, girls, we're going to do 10 laps today, or, you know, in the instance when you're doing cross country, you're, you know, you're being told exactly what you're going to do at that practice, that girl gets to set a goal. 
and it can be two laps, it can be 12 laps, it can be 20. So as Mary Stewart said, we really want to meet the girls where they are. And so it's all about personal growth. And so they get a copy of that card at the end so they can see in week one where they were and then where they ended. Um, And then of course, the 5k, that's really when the community rallies around them. And there's just so much energy and excitement. um, And they get that finisher's medal at the end, um, along with a, a sense of accomplishment. Absolutely. Um, Really. So I think that it's just, um, it really solidifies, I think, what we're trying to teach the girls in that set a goal, you work towards it, you can accomplish it. And I think really it also teaches them to not quit on themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, for some of these girls who are coming to practice, again, they're coming from lots of different environments and we never really know what the dynamic is. So we want to be sensitive to that. But if we can show them that if they believe in themselves, and they can complete this seemingly impossible goal, then they really can do anything. And we're here to support them and we want to support them. So honestly, the 5K is one of my favorite events of the season. Leading up to it, we get to make site visits. So we get to go visit all of our different schools and interact with these girls and their coaches. And it's really cool to see some of the girls who maybe are struggling with parts of the program cross the finish line the day of the 5K and they have a huge smile on their face or else they're super surprised that, oh, that's it, the race is over. You know, but they'll be holding hands, they'll be running with their coaches. It really, really just tugs on your heartstrings, but it's incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, if anyone has never experienced our 5K, I would definitely encourage you to come out on December 8th just so you can see what it's all about. We'd love to have you two there. Yeah. So <laughs> is, is that a girls only run, or you say the, no, the men can do the run too? Absolutely. So it, it is open to the community, which is really cool. So all of our coaches will be there, um, all of our girls and their families, but the community is welcome to come out and run. Um, so you can register just as you would for any traditional 5K. You get the 5K shirt, a finisher's medal at the end, and then, of course, all of the wonderful festivities. Um, so there's always the volunteer option, but we encourage you to get out there and and run with the girls as well. Um, we are also unique in that there's no chip timing of this event. There's no award ceremony at the end. It is not about who finishes first. Um, it's just about crossing the finish line, and we're there just to celebrate um, every girl for her reaching that personal goal. It makes me think of the Nike a little bit. It doesn't matter how you do it. Just do it. Just do, just do it. it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm curious. Like Every day has to be super rewarding for the work you all are doing. What would, what would you say is a milestone uh, that you felt the best about in your work? Oh my goodness. Well, so uh, I can, which one, I can Scott? Just what comes top of mind, just you one. know? Like yeah, what? so I'm, I'm still relatively new with my um, career with Girls on the Run. Um, prior to moving to Charlotte in uh, June, I was with Girls on the Run of Central Virginia up in Charlottesville for about a year. But I would say since I started here in Charlotte, um, one of the highlights for me, honestly, has just been getting to meet some of our families, whether it's over the phone, whether it's in person at open houses, and not only telling them about the program, but reassuring them that there is a place for their girl and we are going to give them that safe place for their girl to continue to grow and just believe in herself. And, you know, a lot of times they are worried they won't be able to, you know, afford the program fees. And so it is just so reassuring to them to have someone listen and just say, no, please don't worry about that. Uh, Your girl will be able to participate. So just in my few months here in Charlotte, that has been one of my um, favorite parts of the job. And I'm excited to go to some of the sites where I've interacted with the families and get to connect with them either again or for the first time and just making those connections. 
I'm consumed with the 5K right now. <laughs> so it's, yeah. Mary Stewart's been wonderful. Um, I know she says she's new, but she certainly does not seem like it. So she's really been handling that program registration side of things. And um, with the recombining of the 5Ks, it was something that we have, we were just talking about. Like we, like, oh, we'd love to do it. Wouldn't that be great? Um, and then it was, it was as if we said it enough and kind of put it out there in the universe that um, some things were right. falling into place. And then all of a sudden we were doing it. Uh, before we even really realized it. So um, I've really been working with Michelle, our marketing and events coordinator, to to make that happen. Um, we have not had an event that size in probably four to five years um, at our council. So just really a labor of love, just making it the absolute best experience for our girls. I know I reflect on some of the running events I've done, and some are memorable, and then some, they just kind of fade away. And we're like, how can we really make this something that the girls absolutely never forget um, and one of the core values of Girls on the Run, um, a part of it is finding strength in your connectedness. And so we thought, well, you know, how can our girls do that if we're splitting them into two events? So we're really hoping that they can come to see that they're part of something so much bigger, maybe than they realize, and they can really draw on that strength of being all brought together into one event. So I think it's going to be just absolutely amazing. I love that. I love that you guys, and, and a lot of people talk about in this day and age that you know, we don't keep score and participation ribbons and, and they're, you know, forward against, I'm a very competitive person. I'm like, I want to keep the, keep the score. Right? <laughs> but, but what I think what you guys do differently is that you guys set up a program and you give them goals, right? And the goal doesn't have to be, I want to finish this 5k in 25 minutes, but you've set up a goal where somebody might not even have the self-confidence to realize that by setting up goals and achieving them, what that can do in their life. And I can only imagine being a parent and having someone uh, or a child that maybe lacks confidence that has dealt with bullying that goes into your program and says, you know what, I'm the first day I'm going to do four laps or two laps. Mm -hmm. And then it continues to grow. And then they finish that 5k. And then it's like, well, why can't I do better in school? Why can't I, mm -hmm. you know, work to be able to be an athlete? Why can't I get involved in different groups and, and chapters? And that has to be super rewarding. And I bet parents have opened up their hearts to you and been like, you have no idea what this has done to my kid. Yeah. And honestly, I think it's something that parents you might not be the one that can tell your nine or 10 year old, say like, oh, you, you can be confident. And they're like, whatever, dad, whatever. <laughs> yeah. But then you get in a group of people that are similar or not similar to you, but yeah. ultimately similar and that they have the same goal, that it's we're going to work and then we're going to achieve that. So I think that's awesome. Although you say that it's, you know, participation. I don't think it is, right? I think this is a true story where everybody is a winner and it's not something where people can just say, oh, they got a ribbon. Like you really have to work to get that. So I mean, I, I <laughs> honestly, I love it. Um, if you're in Uptown, we've seen a huge growth in Uptown. Even if you're not involved, even if you're just walking to go get your coffee, stop, scream, yell, let's line the streets. Um, I think it would be awesome to cheer on the girls, create that kind of party environment. If you can't stand and sip your coffee and cheer for girls and see the smiles, then I don't know what's wrong with you. So <laughs> we would love to uh, to promote that. Um, before we we do kind of wrap this up, we'd love to learn the best way for people to get in touch with you, whether that's to sign up, whether that's to, uh, to see if their school's involved, uh, or whether that's uh, you know somebody that's willing to donate not only time or money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so our website is uh, gotrcharlotte.org. And so um, on our website, you can see a full list of locations, practice schedules, um, registration instructions for this spring. Um, we'll kick off another 10-week season um, in February, so it'll be here before we know it. Um, also, there's additional information on there about upcoming fundraisers, um, ways to donate, um, and then you can also register for the 5K. I love it. Awesome. Yeah, I'm just reading your website in, in summary. Simple, engaging, and extraordinary. 
the result, healthy, confident girls who can. That's awesome. Love it. Yeah, at the end of the day, if our girls are healthy, joyful, confident, and just feel comfortable being themselves, then we've done our job. And I think we do a great job of seeing that. And it's reflected in our girls. It's reflected in our families. It's reflected in our coaches, too. And in our community. um, And in our community, absolutely. So just thank you guys so much for supporting uh, Girls on the Run. And um, just please continue to help us give these girls the strength they need to continue to contribute to our community. I love it. You guys are doing amazing work. Thank you guys so much. Um, to, To Molly, who started this back in 1996, you know, cheers to you. You have amazing people that are working with you and that are continuing um, to, to make this happen, not only, you know, in your name, but mm-hmm. ultimately to support uh, girls and now not only all over the country, but all over the world. So uh, thank you guys so much. If you are listening, please like and share. Um, please get the message out there. It would be amazing for you to be involved in Girls on the Run, a phenomenal organization that started right here in Charlotte, now has a national reach. But Again, it started right here in Charlotte, which is awesome. <laughs> um, and so go go ahead and touch them. Uh, go ahead and, and, get, and get in touch with them on uh, gotrcharlotte.org. Follow them on Instagram. Thank you guys so much for joining us. We really do appreciate uh, your time. I appreciate the story and can't wait till uh, the 5K comes in here in December. And uh, thank you again. We appreciate it. Thank you, guys. Thank, thank you. you, guys. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.